you have to know your strengths, bro. A lot of people try to do everything. I'm not trying to do everything. But I'm trying to do what I do well. Like it's like me. Like I said, if I'm tr if I was pretending to be some super goon man four thousand, I'm I'd have to be that all the time. So or if I was trying to be gallem man, I'd have to be like sexy and shit. I'm not neither of these things. So just be yourself the most, and then see what goes on. Welcome to Making Conversation with me, Grant Bryden, a podcast about music, creativity, and careers. For this series, I've sat down with a range of artists and creative professionals in order to learn about how their unique experiences and perspectives can help us in our own creative and business practices. For this episode, I spoke to Grime MC Manga. Manga came up as part of the legendary Roll Deep crew, but over the past few years has been building his own fan base as a solo artist, starting with 2017's Outburst from the Outskirts and last year's Outsiders Live Forever. We talked about the difference between being known and having fans, building a brand that's true to self, and knowing the difference between the things that influence you and the things that you should make. What's the first like recorded music or popular music that you heard that you were into? Oh, reggae, reggae, R reggae and R&B. Uh, my dad's a DJ, so he used to have everything. Yeah. Like, and Jungle. That's the, I think that's the first thing I remember me liking was Jungle. Like, because my dad played a bit of it. And then I went into, oh, you're nursery, innit? Right, nursery. And then my brethren, Ricky, he had an older brother and he brought in the Jungle. We had, basically, I heard a Jungle tape. And then I thought, it felt sounded familiar because my dad used to play a bit of it. Right. I'm saying. And then I heard Jungle when I thought I was sick and it was DJ Brocky. Right. And I I'll never forget that. And I was okay. sick. So yeah, Jungle, Reggae and like R&B. Like, and that's what you used to play in my house every day. Like music every day in my house. Every day. Every, especially the weekend, like I was saying. <clears> so that was mainly it. Whatever my dad was playing and my mum was playing. Mainly my dad. Just yeah, bare reggae. But I hated reggae them time there. Because it's just like your dad's music, innit? Like, you're not really yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I say it to my girl sometimes. i be like, oh, look. I like she, she listens to say to like Beres Hammond and Sanchez and all these things. And you think, oh, I remember not liking this music because I was just like old people music. But now nah, I love this music like more than anything. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that was the main things. I think the first things that I listened to. All of this music's just like in the house anyway. Yeah, yeah. What's the first music that you find for yourself outside of the house and bring home? I would I wouldn't even say jungle because that was even me garage probably yeah garage that I knew more about than my mum my dad or my brethren I was saying that I went and found out yeah like garage and and Rockefeller and Jay Z and that yeah but I didn't even understand they were all together like Rockefeller with uh, like Dipset can't yeah. well I didn't know it was Kanye West all I didn't know yeah, I like yeah. Kanye West till later because he produced all my favorite songs. Right. Until I, then I found but out. But you weren't, yeah, at that point know. you're not you, looking at like producer credits. It no, wasn't as big of a deal, was it? Not until he, uh, not until he came out of his album. And then mm. I went back and I thought, all oh, right, you produced that Jay-Z song, that Dipset song, that. Beanie that Seagull Beanie Seagull, like, yeah. all the songs. I thought, right, so that's why maybe even like him even more. But anyway, yeah, so Rockefeller as a unit um, and Garage. Yeah. yeah. How did you get into those two? What, like, Garage? Um, where do you, where did you end up finding them? I don't know, you know. Garage is just like the street music, yeah. it? Like, which is what all the oldest just do. I used, I used to go Camden and get tape packs of like Heartless Crew and that. Like, oh, yeah, that's another thing. Heartless Crew was the early on because I went to my Bridget's house and they were playing a Heartless Crew set from the Costa Nostra. And again, I've never, obviously, I've, I was young and I've never been to a rape before. Yeah. And I'm the oldest. So I ain't got no older brothers or sisters. So I had to find out a lot of things like myself. 
I heard this tape and we was playing it. Their, brother, their mum and dad must have gone out. It was a free yard and they were playing the tape, but it sounded like a rave and I've never heard this before. Apart from like, like my dad, like reggae sound clashes, but it was like garage, but live with some bars on it. I was baffed. I was like, rah, what's this? You know what I'm saying? Obviously, I'm used to like listening to like Rockefeller things. They're rapping. It's a rap song or garage, like what's on the radio a bit singing. You know what I'm saying? Not, not like that. So I heard the, the live set of, I think it was, it was Heartless Crew, La Costa Nostra. Right. I said, yo, so then Heartless was my favourite. And because Heartless used to play like reggae, Bashman and things like that. And, and garage. So it, it was fami- more familiar to me. So they would wheel it up and start going, doom, 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 doom. So that, that was familiar to me. Then they'll bring it to a garage flow. Then it'll have some, like, play like a, a Sunship remix. And it'll be like an R&B record I knew, but a garage version. It was mad. It was like, oh, this yeah, is yeah, perfect. Yeah. This is perfect. This is me in it. Yeah. And then I, then I started going to Camden to go get tape packs. And then that's how I found out about Heartless Crew. And then I never really liked it. like Norris, the Boss Windross and all that, man. I never liked that. That wasn't really for me. Heartless thing, because I guess because they fused everything. And that's when I found out about Page Go. And I was sick. That's when I started to go to like under 80s raves, like the Bull, Bigger Fish. Yeah, then we started them seeing and that was it. I'm early. Because yeah. I, I always wonder like, that process between someone being a fan of something because there's that leap that you have to take to yeah. from being like in the audience like a listener of it to actually being like I'm gonna do this how did you end well, up on the mic well I wanted to be a DJ but I, could, I never had any money right so I wanted to be a DJ then I found that it's seven pound of vinyl I said yeah nah I'm alright <laughs> I never had no pee real talk you know what I'm saying like I thought yeah be a DJ because that's what my dad does and I like love, like, love this music it was sick and then um yeah, seven pound a song. Like one song. I never had. I never even had seven pounds. So I thought I, could, I can't do that. And then I thought I'm gonna start MCing. Let me just try that. Cause I went to my brother's house, big up mystery, and he had decks. And you know what it is? Like some people's parents are more like free and open in it, or they or they had more money or whatever. But those houses, like proper groom, like I would say groomed man. That sounds mad. Yeah, fucking groomed man. I guess let's say that. <laughs> Like because they were free, so you got to hang out, hang out and chill. Yeah. And like he had decks and his mum didn't mind us being there. And then he was DJing. And then we just sit, we just start and just have fun and see how it goes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Now I think about it, my mum would have never had us in my house like that. Yeah. But yeah. there was three of us. What now when I think about it, my mum and dad were quite young. So I don't even know how they even managed anyway. But obviously they're telling us shut up. They're not telling all this freeness. Anyway, so I went to Mystery's house. He had decks. I started emceeing. I started writing lyrics. And um, I thought that's what the girls liked as well. So I said, I'm going to carry on. Then I used to go to these raves like Bigger Fish. And all the, all the attention would be on the MCs. Like Flirt. I, went, I, I was chilling with Flirt at one time. Um, he, went, he, was like, he was like the biggest MC in our ends. And then he just went on the mic. And it was SLK. There was two crews. There was SLK and fuck FOF. And I, none of them wanted me to be in them because they thought I was rubbish. And then they, it's okay. I mean, went on the stage and Flirt was killing it. I said, nah, that's it. I have to write. That's it. This is my thing. This yeah. is what I'm doing now. Do you know what I mean? And then from there, I just, just started writing, practicing at Mystery's house and then just doing what everyone else does, trying to go on radio and rare, 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 all yeah. that jazz. But just on ends. Yeah. Yeah. I guess with rap music, it kind of starts in a like recorded form. Whereas with grime, it's like you just spitting bars at raves oh, yeah. and things like that. But when do you start to actually record the... Bars. Oh, my dad joined Roll Deep. Okay. That, that was like years later. 
Yeah, and yeah, I've done yeah. nothing like that. Right. So even when... So it was always radio and Not sets even radio, but it just sets. Sets yeah. and odd ends. Like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't the most popular. Like no one... I'm like not saying no one likes me, but no one rated me. Like, to be fair, I wasn't really that good. Uh, maybe I was good. I don't know. I was, might have been good, but maybe I think I was good. I used to write good stuff, but my delivery wasn't good. But my flow was like skippy and exciting. But I was... Like, now looking back at it, like I was saying before, I'm not that good. But I wasn't the most liked one, like yeah. I'm saying. It's the same as today. It's the same as before. Like, obviously, Grime was... Well, it wasn't even Grime yet, but, like, like early garage, dark, like, late garage, when it was, like, dark MC. And it was the same thing as, like, what is nice about your street cred, grease, aggressive... Like, it was all that. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you the most popular gallon man? Are you a shot or are you whatever? And I wasn't any of them things. Yeah. So, it didn't really resonate. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, I was writing lyrics, like, I was greasy... But I wasn't, because that's what I just heard. You know what I mean? And then, um, so yeah, I was just wasn't. So then years later, yeah, years later, I was just doing everything, like MC, just trying to just MC. I just liked it. And then, um, yeah, then I just met Wiley. Yeah. And then So the first thing I recorded ever was Poet Guys remix, which is on In The Deep End. Okay. But, but it was a lyric I wrote, but it was the first time I recorded it. And the second thing was when I met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was mad. Because I remember in Target's book reading this bit about when you first kind of show up at the studio and I think like Wiley wasn't there or whatever and <laughs> no. you were, you're just there. Like how, from your point of view, like how was that first session? Mad weird. Mad weird. Because it was, I didn't know I was going there for a session. I didn't know what session was. Yeah. I didn't know nothing like that. And I was a Roll Deep fan by then, like a big Roll Deep fan. So it was weird to even say I was in Roll Deep. Cause I, I, I didn't feel like I was. I thought you got a chain or I thought you got some stuff. I didn't know how it worked. So, like I said, I listened to Page Go, and in, when I listened to Page Go tapes, like Wiley was my favorite. And then he used to mention a thing called Roll Deep, Roll Deep, whatever, but I didn't know what it was. Then I, then I listened to Choice FM and CK Flash invited, obviously, Wiley and Wiley Brown Roll Deep, or some of them, which was Dizzy, Flowdan, and Target, and someone else. But I thought, oh, that's Target from Page Go, Wiley's on Page Go, these two new people. And then it was Roll Deep. I said, oh, they're the best crew ever in life. I thought Flo Down was a murderer. Like, his voice was insane. And so by so by the time I met Wiley and all that, I was a big Roll Deep fan. Like, they're my favourite crew ever. Yeah. Like, before me and without me, best my favourite crew. So when I met Wiley, I met him in Halston. And he said, come shoot or whatever. Da, 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 da. When I spoke to him, like, even that months later, I just knocked on the door. And Target answered the door. Dan- no, Danny answered the door. And it was weird because see, like now you know your favorite artist because you got Instagram and rare. But I knew who Danny Weed was by looking, and I knew most people wouldn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I looked, I was like, oh, that's Danny Weed. I thought, open the door, and I was what? Then it was Target and Florida playing pool. I thought, oh my, what's going on? Like, what's going on? But like, so I just said to him, like, oh, Wiley told me to come here. And then they just said, yeah, go upstairs or sit down or whatever. And obviously, they must have tried to ring him. But, but again, no, knowing Wiley today, that's, if someone come here right now and said, Wiley told me to come here, to come meet you, <laughs> I'd just say, yeah, come sit down. I don't know. That's what you would do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, not a normal person would be like, no, what are you talking about? Not let you, you stay there. Yo, get through to the person, but they just want to fall. It's Wiley, innit? Wiley's been like this forever. So then I just sat upstairs and then like Tinchy was there, all the road to scratch. Everyone was there. Uh, Rusk, all the Rusk were there and then I just sat down. Yeah. And I just kept going back there every day for like a week because he just kept saying, yeah, come back, come back thing. But he, sometimes he wouldn't be there. Or he'd be, even when he was there, obviously they're making an album. I didn't really understand that process either. I just thought that it's a studio, isn't it? But I didn't realise they booked out what they call Maloko Studios 
And it was like a big thing. You know what I'm saying? But I, to me, this is the first studio experience I've had. Yeah. So I thought this was just studio. So I thought, you know what I'm saying? But they were making the album. Then eventually, everyone kept asking me. Like, obviously, then there was new people. There was Trim. There was Rochi. There was Brazen. And then we started just recording. It's weird. Because it was- even, even from that description that Target gives in the book, it's like you were very different from what people expected then as a... Oh, of course. As a as an MC, do you always feel like you've been an outsider? Yeah, because Graham was like street music, like what Drew is, and like Blade Brown and all that. That's that was the voice of our thing. Like Garage became Mush, like because it was like slapping in the charts and Craig David and all that. And Graham was road use, like you know what I'm saying road. That's why I used to just get in bare beef and bare. It was dangerous, like not like. Not exaggerating, not saying I was dangerous, but it was dangerous, you know what I'm saying? And obviously, I'm from ends like everyone else, but it was, I didn't really feel like them, man. I wasn't, to be fair. Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm saying like, I'm calm, I'm not angry, I'm cool. Sold drugs for a bit, but I was just, just because I was a bit bored. Even then, I didn't even need to. Like, even that's why I stopped. I said, what am I doing here? Yeah, make, yeah, yeah. It didn't make sense. But I should say, you just, you know, I was young, just trying to find myself. You start doing all nonsense. So yeah, I always felt like an outsider. And even even more so in the road deep thing because I'm from northwest and they were all from east and they all grew up together and I was the lot that one of the last in so even one of the new even like Trim and Rochi and Brazen that they knew them they're from the same area they have more in common I was just a random done yeah random done that saying super random not even like yeah so it took me ages to get feel that part of the thing not until like years later I felt that part of the thing right like till like good times and that. Right. Maybe a bit before, but that really then. Firstly, I guess how difficult is that? But then also, when do you realise that being different and being somewhat of an outsider can be an advantage and you can kind of flip that? Not, not until the other day, really. Like most of the time, like, this sounds bad cheesy. Most of the time, you just try to fit in. <laughs> it's right. true though, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Until you just, you just get older and know yourself a bit more. Some people do know themselves very early. And I think, let me not laugh, I knew myself. Because there's so much stuff I wouldn't do or didn't do, but I did musically. I did. I didn't. I didn't see it. I didn't see a space for it. You know what I'm yeah. saying. So I wanted to say some certain things, but what on this loud beat, like or like, or oh, we have to get wheel ups in it. I have to do this. I have. To. So I don't even know how to musically do that. And it's the only music I know. I we can make. Yeah. Because the rappers were like, like, uh, like, what's his name? Like Clash the Cough and Sway. Yeah, and right. I'm not rapping. Like you know what I'm saying, that's not my thing. I don't even want to. Even though I'm, you know what I'm saying. I didn't want to rap like that, so I thought we can't. This is all I can make, so I've got. I've got to just adapt to this thing, and then in my normal life, I was just myself, and then catching joking or whatever. It's not too like a lot later in my career. I like just be yourself in the music, like yeah. your your normal self. Yeah, and then yeah, that's when it made more sense. And I thought, yeah, should have just been doing this. Do you know what I mean? Because like when you hear Wiley, that's Wiley. Yeah, yeah. That's how yeah. people think to it, and obviously someone like a. Like Skepta, obviously, he produced. He could always make his mood and his vibe. Anyone that produced an MC, they can get their thing. And other people just were either more talented than me, as in like writing reload bars or writing bars for radio or whatever. Me, I realized that wasn't my forte. I thought I'm better at what I do now, like making projects, creating a vision, things like that. But I didn't, ha- I didn't have the tools to do that before. Like I'm talking about in myself, not just physical tools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I didn't understand it. I didn't understand a lot of it. The way that the industry is, they're always looking for the next whoever it is, and I guess that that can sometimes promote people just being the same and like oh, this cookie cutter approach. Especially them time there, like up until the, I was saying it, like when I watched um, location video the other day, 
Dave's thing. I wanted to cry, bro. I watched it. I was very emotional. I realised there is about 30 mandem in here all doing their thing at the same time. Mm. Like, literally. Not even, like, like literally about 30 mandem and Gallem that are doing their thing at the same time, successful on their own terms in this country from ends. Like, like one's a comedian. This one does that. Was a YouTuber. Dave's rapping. There's, there's Tiny. There's Stormzy DJ. Stormzy's festival. Like, there's bare stuff. Yeah. And everyone's, and it's even down to like this generation of crypto coding who's obviously older than them, and there. There's even generations in the video that and lethal's in the video, and you're all rich and you're all doing well without bumping into each other. Yeah. And I thought this is sick because I remember before it'd be one at a time. So when Dizzy was like super popping, they would, everyone, they had to be like Dizzy or oh Wiley's movie you got to be like Wiley when it was Tiny Temper, when it was Teacher Strain, or when it was like one at a time. So you had to be like that now you could just be yourself there's a lane for everyone if i want to be like if i want to start a podcast fam chucky and i'm gonna do a podcast and then and taser and they're selling out there was no space for any of this before do you know what i mean yeah so like you always had to be a i'm 30 i want to 34 yeah if you look at anyone who's like 30 plus anyone today like charlie sloth like taser chucky everyone was an mc at one point do you know what i mean everyone right. had because that's just the thing you've done everyone's like why did everyone have bars because don't know, man. That's the thing you used to have to have to do. Like, if I'm honest, I don't know. Maybe if I was like starting today, I wouldn't be MC. Probably yeah. wouldn't, to be fair. No, I probably wouldn't. I probably do. I probably be a DJ because it's a lot cheaper. Right? Or, <laughs> or I don't know. I, I, I might not have been an MC. Yeah. Today. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, saying yeah. if it was today, because there's so many options. But then obviously that's also confusing. At what point did you realize that it's important to be different? I don't, know, I don't know if it was important to be different. It's not important to be yourself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I saw people just getting like wrapped up, like literally <laughs> and mentally in just some next world. Like man them were pretending to be goons and shots or whatever when it came on top and it, people were saying, yo, you're losing your life or you're getting jail or you're getting punched up or it's like a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like you're pretending to be this thing and then when it's really time to be that thing, you're not. that's not you. And when I say mentally as well, you're pretending to be, because oh, you're emceeing now, and then people are pretending, you're you're saying all this stuff. You start believing it, and it's, so, you know, you're just the next person. Do you know what I mean? And you got to live up to this thing all the time. That's not even you. Yeah. Like, bare goons, I know that, that when you take them out of their element, they're just normal. Yeah. Well, everyone's normal, but like, they're not super bad man 4,000 like you like you think in the song. So you don't even know them anyway. So it's weird, but they got to pretend to be like that. And it's long. And then I realised I don't need to be like that anyway. First of all, I don't have the frame for it. I've got glasses. And not like say you can't have glasses and be a bad man. But I mean, it's like, it's not me. It's not yeah, me yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. So like, it's not really about being different. Being it's different, just about, yeah. Honestly, it sounds very cheesy, but just about being yourself, bro. Yeah. Just be yourself. The more you are yourself, you're, you're laughing. Yeah. Because you ain't got to pretend and do anything. Was it ever difficult to be yourself though? And like when you were young, was it ever tempting to sort of be like, oh, these people are getting deals by being like this so I should be more like this oh of course but not, not you know what's mad I never really struggled that in, it sounds so stupid not, I never really struggled in, like, in the music thing because I never even saw myself being this like making PE or whatever I just always saw it as a chosen like I said when it was one at a time it was always like a chosen one and I never thought I was going to be like the chosen one right. but everyone just said yeah we're going to get behind manga and do this thing so I struggled to be myself in normal life you know what I'm saying that like, I'll just be doing what man them are doing sometimes. 
I don't know, it was weird, not really, I never really struggled, you know, it was, it was more struggling to represent myself rather than being right. myself. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, if you okay. knew me, I was, I've always been like this, by my music, sometimes. I just didn't have the, the thing to do, I, didn't, I couldn't, no one wanted to send me beats, I didn't know how to record myself, I didn't have money to go get a video done, I didn't, you know what I mean? So, I'll just be on sets, and it, it on sets, and in like a, a small feature on a Roll Deep song, like with X amount of man, you can't really show yourself. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I thought you do this and then someone comes down from above and says, yeah, here's some money and you're going to do this now. That's how it works. Yeah. I've seen that. I've seen that. Wiley get a deal. I've seen this one get a deal. I've seen... And that's what just happens. Then you make your statement. They just be the best on the mic. That's why I was always writing, writing and clashing and just trying to be sick. I thought, yeah, the sicker you are, the chance you get to do your thing but it don't really work like that do you know what I mean yeah. but I didn't know that how did you go from obviously being like someone within a collective to being solo what's that process like uh, a bit difficult but it was fun and scary you know, when it comes to that I want to say the end of Road Deep it was more I was taking more tr- obviously I was older by then I was like 25 when like good times and all that was coming out so everyone was getting money I had more responsibility and I had more of a voice. I just knew myself more in it. So and I, and I, now I've been around the man then for a long time. What decent, you know what I'm saying? So I can talk with people. I have to share my opinion and say this and say that about feeling. Oh, no one's gonna listen to me, rare, rare. So near the end of all the, I was just doing bare stuff like sorting out artwork and song ideas and like helping, like proper doing stuff. So when it comes to adding everyone, everyone else kind of like not dissolve, stop doing stuff. Obviously, they're older. I'm like one of the youngest. Yeah. Um. Some people stop. Like Target carried on doing. Obviously, radio. He was taking off a radio. Florida was doing best shows in the bug and going around the world. J2K started Crepitech. I thought, right. and then obviously Wiley's Wiley always. So I thought, right, what, what do I want to do? Do you know what I mean? Cause I'm not just gonna sit down and just die with a name. Mm. Then I just so it was, then we no then we got a studio. Then me Florida and we had a roadie studio. Yeah. And then me Florida and Target got our own studio because no one wants to pay for their own studio anymore so we got our own studio and then that's when I, and that's when I had the, that was the first time I knew how to record and I had my own equipment with my own space because I was in there the most really like I said I was just in there every day so I was just getting beats off SoundCloud or whatever and just trying it like if, well, like, if I was trying to record in a road deep set when like it's literally not exactly like 30 man in the studio trying to record something like men are trash or we fall something a bit like man would laugh or like I couldn't get it out in time I wasn't that good I'm not like even now I'm not that good in studio do you know what I mean like I said I was more raised on radio and things like that so it would take me a long time and I didn't have to do it and I'd have to ask someone to record me so I'd have to ask daddy to record me you don't really want to record me because this isn't his beat where's this song like, you couldn't see the opinion what's the point so when I got to the when we got our other studio where it was smaller I could record myself and then I could just try things. So it could take as long as I want. Try something if I want to sing, if I want to rap about that, if I want to cry, if I want to bust joke, if I want to, whatever, I could do it. And just me listen back to it. And that's when, I, that's when I understood the process of making music more. So that was like 2013. I saw something where you were talking about people confusing what they like versus what they should make. And I feel like you've done a really good job of like, I know you like James Blake and stuff like yeah. that you then don't go and try and replicate what he's doing. That's No, that's what I think I understand. Like, yeah, you don't have to do everything you listen to. Enjoy that. When I first started recording myself, I was doing everything. Like, trying to, like, yeah, I want to make this, and music like this, and music like that. Because it's all open and free. Then I realised, 
<laughs> First of all, I'm not, as, I'm not that good at doing that. Mm. I'm a grime MC and I'm sick it. Like, I'm, this is what my skill set has been honed to. So, use that. Mm. I say, why am I going to take back from that? Try to start again in a new field, like become, start singing auto-tune, James Blake, left, psychedelic type thing. I haven't even got, I, haven't, I don't know how to produce, I don't know how to make this type of music. So, I like making grime, but I do want to make it my way. So, that's what, that's what, that's what I had to find a balance of making it not like them man yeah. my way but with my skills yeah yeah because i feel like you're really good at putting together songs that have that they say something there's a sort of concept to the song yeah. but like you aren't going like you say you're not going completely left nah i did try that for a bit like there's songs on my computer like early 2013 to late 2012 like if you bro what are you doing but because i was just that's when um i found soundcloud was popping and I was just finding beats, like random beats. Like there wasn't many grand beats that I liked. So I would find like a Sango or Monty Booker. Like it's mad because they're mad a big now. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like spit on it, like closest thing to like, not grind, but like a type of speed and just see how it goes. And then, yeah, just try things. I did go left a bit. That's why I like the projects like Lunchtime at Art School and New Noir. Like they're a bit, not all over the place, but like, ah, oh, what's going on? But I was just trying the thing. But yeah, once yeah. I found some grand beats I like, we got Louis. And what's like, I just got a bit more, what's I understood it more, I know what I was looking for. Yeah. Then I could just create it more. Yeah. But do you think that that part is important, this experimental stuff? Do you think that's an oh. important part of the process from going from spitting on a Royal Deep song yeah. to putting out Outburst? Otherwise I wouldn't be able to do, I wouldn't yeah. be able to get to Outburst without doing all these weird songs. Like I like, I broke up my ex every time I was broke, I was broken. It was bare stuff like, I had bare, like, sad love songs, <laughs> sad love songs in the computer. But I had to do all that. Like, and like I said, it was the, the combination of having my own space as well. Obviously, Florida was there at Target. Like, Target was always busy. To be fair, it wasn't even there that often. But like, I'll be staying there all day, like, for weeks. Yeah. Like, the studio must have stunk of, like, farts and that. But I was just there, just trying, seeing work on. And then having, because it was, it was down the road, actually, it was in Shoreditch. And then that's when Shoreditch was popping as well. So mm. people was always, even like, you know what I'm saying, when it, when it was a mush, people just come true, like uh, Western yeah. and like Smalls and everyone, whoever, because everyone was in Shoreditch and just come true. And I was trying to think. And it was a studio space and we just had fun. Do you know what I mean? So it was more about, uh, to be fair, I didn't really get that much done there in terms of make, making money or singles, but I learned a lot. Yeah. Because I was just in there in the dark by myself, trying to think and unlearning how to make songs how i thought you had to make a song that's not so i had to learn new things do you think that that is also good that you know a lot of that stuff you did just keep on the hard drive and you didn't uh, necessarily was, put out no i did i put it on the soundcloud okay. at the time but it was i wasn't popular but no one cared right so it was cool like so and that's why it's bad some people will, i don't know if they'll listen to this but some people will listen to this if they followed me like from then they've known like the, the bit you know what i'm saying like when i was doing all that too and that's why i think outburst done well you know what right. I'm saying Outburst was like the combination of all these things from like the stuff I learned in Roll Deep to all the experimental stuff I tried to I understand where you went from that do you know what I mean yeah yeah but a lot of it's on the hard drive but some of it, a lot of it was on SoundCloud I just took it down yeah I, I don't even know how SoundCloud works anymore I think one of the really valuable things or one of the things that you've done that I think is really been important is the way that you've built an actual fan base around you and not just like a specific song no it's mad People say that like it's on purpose, but I just never had a song. I never, if I blew up with a big song, then mm, I can explain it. Like, okay, like use Rams, for example, yeah. He didn't get a chance to talk to his fans or whatever, build up a 
yo, hello everyone, this is who I am and rare, rare. And then the song gradually built and then here's what went on to be barking. He made barking, it blew up. And now you're massive, so you don't even get a chance to introduce yourself. So while I'm here at this stage, like, I can, I'll talk with everyone. Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't remember who told me. You should talk to every fan, every yeah. support, everyone who tweets you, until you can't. Like, until I get like too many messages, I can't even respond to them. Why are you not saying Wagwan? So they get to know you and put your personality out there and rare, rare. You know what I'm saying? Do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, talk to them. Who's our oh, sources? They love my music. Even just saying thank you. They're yeah. like, oh, yeah, you can see me. So they feel more connected. Because they are, like, they're your lifeline. So I just tried to do that throughout the years. And, I, and I've never had a big song. Like, I've had songs like Long World, but not like a massive song. So that's why it's more built up like that. But also, do you think it's helpful in that you're completely independent? You don't have a PR to go around telling people about your music. So the fans end up doing that for you. Of course, because I don't, I don't feel entitled of anything. I'm not like releasing a song I, don't, I know it doesn't end with me recording the song I'm saying so like some people they sign they only got money or they got PR or whatever and they record the song they put all and that's that's why sometimes I feel like their music's better than mine because they put all the energy to making the song the best they'll agonise over making this song amazing because they know okay once I deliver this the rest will get taken care of the PR will go talk to the magazines and the plugger will send it out to the DJs the videographer will come out of a treatment and stylist will style me. It ends, so then they focus again on the next song. But I don't really have that luxury yet. So it's more about, yeah, the word of mouth helps. I'll say, and because really in this world of bare information, word of mouth is the only thing we trust. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, if, you told, if you told me, yo, go check out the new Mahalia album. I, I've seen it online. I'm saying, I know it came out whatever and you told me no yo check it out I'm gonna go listen to it more quick. Oh, I might have got round to it but you listen to it more do you know what I mean yeah. so word of mouth is the only thing you trust anyways everyone thinks like now there's campaigns and all this internet and rare rare but still the word of mouth is the most valued one I can see things because yeah. obviously you can put money behind anything it can make it be visible while making me honest care about it especially as a big man as well I'm not a kid so I, I like what I like you know what I'm saying so I have to be alright cool I'll take that in yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that did help. It did help. Do you think also there's a level of kind of humility that you need to have? Because when you're coming out as a solo artist, a lot of people are going to know your name already. A lot of people are going to know who you are, but it doesn't mean they're a fan. Oh, yeah. You have to like convert them from knowing Trust. who you are to being a fan. That's where your ego has to step out. Because there people think, oh, you, well, you don't know me, bro. Like, I'm from, like, I've never, not say I don't care about mentioning Roldy. Because to me, it had nothing to do with me. Like, Roldy wasn't big because of me. Like, I never done nothing. You have to be, you have to be honest with yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because some people got like a delusions of grandeur and they think, yeah, I'm the guy or whatever. Oh, look what I did. Bro, I didn't do anything. I was part of the crew that Wiley made. It was already popular. I added to it. But in the grand scheme of things, I didn't, it, it wasn't popular because of me. Do you know what I mean? But when you have ego a bit, when you have ego, that can affect you and how you move forward. Because you don't want to re reach out. You don't want to, I don't want to say calm down, but like I said, you don't want to be like, all right, yo, I've got to start again. I go get every fan that I've got one by one. That's how I feel like I've done it. Like I, when I say, when I was doing like openings for Asteroid Boys and that, like, they took a chance on me. Well, tracks obviously knew me from Roll Deep and he yeah. liked me and then we just got along. And then I got along with them and them and they didn't need to take me on tour. Not, I had nothing to do with their thing, but I wasn't caring that I was playing to 150 punk fans that come to see Asteroid Boys from Worlds and me doing grand music at the start yeah and they and they had zero idea who i am i wasn't like you don't know me man you should not like i wasn't that 
And then so the first like couple tours or couple shows that I took the stairs, and I'm saying they just looked at me and like, then one person called to me, oh, that was all right, you know? And then it got to, oh, that wasn't that bad. And, oh, I like that. Then by the time we've done like, I don't know, the fifth or sixth tour, it's like, oh, I came here. To, I, and they'll be tweeting, uh, Astro Boys, oh, make sure you, when you when announce a tour, make sure man goes supporting. Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it went from, yeah, like, that wasn't as bad as I thought <laughs> to, oh, yeah, well, I want to see him with you lot. Yeah. To now, some people, obviously Astro Boys aren't around anymore, but I mean, I got people, for, like when I done my last tour in Nottingham, there was pe- a brother and a sister, they came and they know me from Astro Boys. Yeah. That's it. They don't know me from, they just know me from St. Hilaire from when I was performing with them lot and now I'm doing my own thing. Yeah. So it's, yeah, you got to take that though. You can't just be like, yeah. Well, you can, but I, not for me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I understand, I understand that I'm not known, bro. Like, you're not big. I'm not big. I can, I'm not. So once you understand who you are, you can try and, be who you want to become but it's easy I think ego is really prevalent in Trust. like how do you know to put that aside and how do you learn to have that patience as well because I think it takes a long time to, to build something solid like the way that you are I think most people think it's like very planned out it's not really that planned out it's more that it's more it's just how it is isn't it? <laughs> it's instinct isn't it yeah, I think for you is. what can I do like what me having an ego and saying this that and the third and what to make a big statement time's passing and time's moving fat man and I understand reality a lot. I'm not around, I don't know, like industry people gassing me up saying, yeah, you're the guy or da 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 da, yeah. Like, it's more like, I understand, I understand myself a lot. And that's just, that's just through time, being getting older, going through things, making mistakes. Like I said, I'm 34. If I was as wise as people might think I am, I would have clocked all this at 21. And by the time I'm 25, I'd be like, Dave and the man there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, there was people that clocked this thing. Don't know about the ego thing, but they clocked, they understood life a bit better and knew how to believe what I didn't. I was in my own world for like bare years. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So now, when I'm older and I've just understood things and I get it, now I'm just learning. And it, I guess the lack of ego is the thing where I'm not afraid to understand that I don't know everything. Do you know what I mean? And then just give it a go. Yeah. Rather than be stuck in my ways. Yeah. I'm saying. And I'm quite lucky to have people around, the people around me I do. And I'm quite lucky not to have no urgent circumstances. I don't have a kid. No one depends on me. Like, I live by myself in work, just, but I mean, like, I've got to pay my little bills and that. But it's not like some people, they they had to jump back into a harsher reality than I did. Do you know what I mean? Like, luckily, I haven't had that. So that's another reason. Yeah. yeah. You said before that you kind of realised that, you know, you, you're better at sort of releasing projects and things like that. It's... It's interesting because obviously grime has more has more been built on like radio sets and singles and yeah. like having a banger and stuff like that. Whereas like you definitely thrive across like a collection of songs that talk so, about stuff and say yeah. stuff. How how did you how did you start to like put that together? Because it would be very easy, I feel like, within grime to make something that sounds quite repetitive across like fourteen I, songs. I'm not good at that. I'm not good at making that that the, the grime like air quotes grime song. Yeah, like I'm. It didn't make sense to me. Yeah. I used to like I'd love it. Like when I heard Wiley do it, or like that I hear like a P Money song or whatever. Like, like making it like the Skepta song, even Jamie song, very clear, sick beat. Here's some stuff I'm saying. Catch you hook, safe. I wish I could do that because I'll be way richer than I am now. But I, I couldn't, not couldn't. But I just overthink everything. Right. So it's better for me to spread it out and here's what I feel now. And also. 
that's how I listen to music. Yeah. Start to finish. Like, like all my favorite, everything. Like when I listen to an album, I listen to it start to finish. Right? That's how I listen to music. So that's how I process it. So that's, that's how I think that's how it was easier for me to create it like that. Yeah. Rather than, I can't, no, I can't. I shouldn't say I can't, but I, I'm not good at making a song. I just say, here's a song. Here you go. Yeah. Nah. I'll, it needs to be tied to like a bigger. Yeah. Cause it needs to make sense to me, bro. Yeah, to yeah, me, yeah. To be fair. Are there any albums that you feel like are like the, you know, archetype albums of like, this is what an album is to me? Oh, uh, Boy in the Corner. Yeah. Merkish Dave Saved My Life. Yeah. Uh, Black Album. There's a few that, that I see. That's a, oh, uh, Kanye West Graduation. Top of my head, I think that's it. Yeah, Top yeah, of my head. Yeah. Those are like, oh, that's got, oh, Eddie, oh, Dip, Diplomat Immunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, those are albums. They got like skits, they got vibes, they got theme. Like, Graduation, that's something that's a whole, not Graduation, well, Graduation's my favourite. Late, what's his first one? College Dropout. College Dropout, so that's like, but graduation is my favorite, but I mean, that's a theme of a thing. I'm yeah. saying, oh yeah, boy in the corner, like it just because it was all like more well, mostly produced by him. It had a sound that like, saying, oh right, this is a thing. Had that like, little skits at the end, like, obviously like small, small. But you just understood him. That's what made me think, yeah, bro, that's a project. You know what I'm saying, yeah. rather than just rhythms, like yeah, bare people got rhythms. Like like Wiley's always had a big song. Every, every two years he gets a big song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, I feel like he's never had a good album. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah. but his his mind don't work like that. Yeah, he, he can he while he can make songs like that. Yeah, and he's incredible. So why would you stress about making an album? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I get it. Like I said, when we don't when we when we made good times, a green light and all that, we couldn't make an album fam, around it because it wasn't even songs that we knew how we made. Even though I was on them, but you know what I mean. Like the album around it was nothing like it. it was very weird. Yeah, do you know what I mean? But uh, like. I'm better at making like projects rather than singles. I wish I could make singles because it's just easier. Like, like Lethal, Lethal's sick at making a song. Yeah. You can't name me a good Lethal album. Yeah. There's, there isn't one. You know what I'm saying? Not like, not even this, not even this in my mum's saying, you don't make a good album. You don't want to hear what he thinks about Brexit and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Or what, personal life. But he'll make a rhythm and it will last and it's sick and he'll just make another one. Yeah. And make another one. You have to know your strengths, bro. A lot of people try to do everything. I'm not trying to do everything, but I'm trying to do what I do well. Like it's like me. Like I said, if I'm tr- if I was pretending to be some super goon man four thousand, I'm I'd have to be that all the time. So or if I was trying to be gallem man, I'd have to be like sexy and shit. I'm not neither of these things. So just be yourself the most. Yeah. And then see what I'm going. So how do you like pattern? I know that you start with the first song and stuff, but say. Say going back to Outburst, you've yeah. already had this like experimental period that you were talking about, and then you kind of like going to sit down to make this this record with a theme and stuff. How do you how do you do that while staying within what you just the title, right? Start with the title, then I move from there. Right, literally the so all right here it is, and then so all the other Outbursts and Outsiders are produced by one person. So I said, yeah, yeah so Louis made Outburst, followed him. I said send me some beats. And then we started creating from the start. So I started, make common, once I got this title and I understand, all right, this is what it's about. Like, this is the, di- not direction, but the theme. Yeah. Then I started. And then do you kind of break down that into different themes? and? Not really. I just start writing. So I usually right. start with the intro and then I see what goes next. And then nearer the end, I see uh, what haven't I spoke about or, or I'll ask Louis for a beat like, etc. And rare, rare. And then that's it. And I think, oh, that person would sound good in it. Then I create... 
Yeah. And then uh, then I'll do like the cover. Yeah. And then Stevie will make the cover look better. Right. And then that's how it goes. And how do you go with Because I guess you've chosen to go with one producer each time, which I feel like when you go and grime and you're going with one producer, you could end up with a project that's very... Same. Yeah. But Because I, I know Louis. We got Louis a lot. Like, I know we can make everything. Yeah. I, I won't lie. Like, making outsiders is a lot harder. Like, I don't know Sirius that well. And yeah, we're not friends like that. Not like, not, yeah, no, we're not like... Me and Louis are brethren. Like he'll ring me up and right, just yeah. talk rubbish down the phone every day when he's drunk. I don't know sayings like that. So it started off like with a good idea. I liked his sound. That the idea of Outsiders Live Forever was like a new nostalgia. So like obviously like, it's a lot of esky sounds and things like that. But bring it. it basically it was meant to be like a project I wanted to make in two thousand and six, but I didn't have the skill set to make. You know what I'm saying? Right. So so that took a bit longer, and that's why the project shorter as well. But Outburst was easy, not easy, but Louis can make a look. Louis very sick. Like he's very sick. He can make a look. So can Sir Hiss, but I, <laughs> Sir Hiss, while I, I was asking for a specific sound. Yeah. Right. It, like I said, I don't know him like that. So it took a bit longer to get the back and forth going. Um, with Louis, I could be ringing him up now and say, yo, we did. And then we could just start creating. Yeah. And yeah. on a new project, I just wanted to just try to switch it up mm. and have different producers. Yeah, yeah. And say, all right, let's see what happens. But I was always scared of that because I've done a project called 360. Um, after lunchtime at art school and it was just a mess like because they had just had bare different sounds bare different producers and I just thought oh, it's just it's, it's yeah they're good songs individually but as a project it's all over the place so it took me a little while longer to create this one because I, I didn't want it to just be jumping yeah yeah you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah. all over the place yeah well you've heard it what, do you think it jumps or do you think it flows quite no, well no it flows yeah, yeah of th- course thank you that's the thing I want to make but it also has a consistency It yeah it flows it it flows, it has different it has different songs, so you don't feel like, oh, this sounds the same as the last song. Yeah. But there's a consistency, it doesn't feel like But I realise a lot of that is uh sequencing. Yeah. That that is mad important. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like mad important to how an album sounds. Like, okay, the flow of it. So like I but like I said before, uh, that's how I listen to a lot of albums, like literally start to finish. So I understand well I feel like I understand, have an understanding of how it should sound. Yeah. How it should flow. So that's why I put a lot into before I even start. Like, so let's say I get the title, I get a bunch of beats. I'll start rearranging beats into. So the sequencing's kind of coming together as you're recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Like, so I know what's next, or I know what, and I move obviously nearer the end. I will move it around a bit, whatever. But I have to listen to it over again to have the feel. Yeah, and then it'll make a difference. Do you yeah. feel like after outbursts, there becomes sort of like a bit of a pressure on what people are expecting you to deliver. Yo, badly. Because I didn't have, obviously I had no expectations for Outburst. And then like, different pattern, like, chart, not charted, but um, streamed really well. Yeah. Um, went on one extra playlist, again, like, uh, Slew was playing everywhere. Not if we'll say in the grand world. I was like, right. And people, the merch was selling. And had people were coming up to me, like, talking about, like, I, I done a show, headline show. All of this from this one project. I said, oh, my God, I don't even know how I've done this, bro. Like, I know how I've done it, but, like, oh. So when I done, went to make Outsiders, I was shook. Yeah. Shook. I was like, Ross, so what then? Are they going to like this as much? And to be fair, I don't think Outsiders is as good as, as Outburst. But it's different. But it's not as good. Oh, it's different, I said, Siri. Um, it's different, but it's not as good. I think I think I was shook. To be fair, right? People will say they like outsiders, and they do like it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But like, it, it wasn't as good. Like I'm right. saying, but this new one is as good. So it it was. Yeah, the expectation thing was real. I didn't think it at, at all. Like, 
Oh, yeah, because it's kind of like you weren't expecting anything from the first yeah, one. But now yeah. that it's up, you could then go down if you put the wrong project down. Yeah, or you yeah. could go further up if you put the right one. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 to be fair, I don't know. I don't know if I went up. I just like, I continued it. Like, yeah, right, yeah, cool, yeah. here you go. This one, hopefully I'll go up. Like, all right, cool. But no, it was, yeah, the expectations are a bit weird. When, you, when you've kind of come out uh, as, a, as a solo artist, how did you start to kind of learn... And understand the business side of music. I don't. I still don't know. But there's obviously elements that you do that you've had to learn because the music's out and it's streaming. Oh, like oh, and just, it's just, like just listening, listening and Google. Yeah. Like so, yeah, it's weird because you'd think like of all the people around me, like I know I'd ask or whatever. I, I don't really ask that. I didn't really ask that much. I knew what PRS was, but stuff wasn't even registered properly. I had a faint understanding of what publishing was. Uh, my thing was I thought get bookings innit? You get that's how you get money you get bookings or you get a record deal those are my two things mm. and, I, and I wasn't getting either <laughs> so when I learned about streaming like I mean like distribution and that I just googled it man just pay attention like Twitter it's like just listen people are giving out like I don't say gems but I mean people are giving out information all the time yeah just pay attention Yeah. yeah. That, all I did was pay attention to everything like so I watch a lot of interviews with artists and watch things like people are talking in there all the time and then alright what does that mean alright cool alright there's this thing called ditto yeah alright let me google that you can upload and rare, rare. then I just go move from there yeah like everything was just listening to be fair I didn't really know I don't I still don't know a lot of the bit like this now like, I got like a publisher where it's like an admin deal so I didn't get that like, money or nothing but I'm understanding bare other stuff I didn't know yeah do you know what I mean and just just trying and failing is the main thing that I've been doing. But luckily, it's been on a small scale, so it hasn't been like detrimental. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Some people have a manager and they understand these things. Well, not even manager, they just understand these things a bit yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. So they know where to place themselves. I didn't really get that at first. Yeah. Now I get it a bit more. How has streaming like changed or helped the way that you work? Streaming means I can make money. Yeah. Like before, I didn't make the money. When it was down, when it was the, obviously, I came in the middle. When it was the iTunes era, when you had to spend 79p and then you'll get what 15 pence or 20 pence from your tune yeah something like that yeah I wasn't making I was making zero yeah because again I wasn't getting bookings because I wasn't popular I I never had a record deal and putting out your music like that getting people to buy your music was difficult yeah and obviously you're getting you're only getting an X and them time that you could just rip tunes anyway people used to like, like iPods people used to like rip tunes and put them on their phone and all that jazz so it was no money being made in it but when streaming came about, because everyone just pays their ten pound to Spotify or Apple or Tidal or whatever, they don't mind playing your tune. So if they like your tune, they're, just, like, it's all, they're already they're not paying for your song. They just they hear the song, they can just have it. Yeah. Like if you told me about a song now, there's no commitment. I can stream the song. Yeah. And if I enjoy the song, I'll stream it again, and I can send it to someone else. There's no pressure. But so once streaming came, it actually made some money. Like, not a lot, but it's because it's, it's the commitment of people are not feeling pressured or spend... Like, put it like this, sorry, I'm going, I'm going back and forth. Like, what I mean is, before, you'd buy your favourite artist project. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was no one's favourite artist, yeah. so I couldn't make money. I, I guess now it also promotes you making a project that's really good, that keeps that sequence well to keep people streaming it. Yo, that's another thing, yeah, because you've got people to keep people's interest straight away. Even though it's sick because they can just go on it and enjoy it, they can also go off it as quick. Like, say, if they hear one, two tune, oh, they start my project now, they press the intro, and they go to track two, and they don't like track two, 
They're not going to track three, bruv. Yeah. There's literally millions of other songs they can listen to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Done. Yeah. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Before, I said Graduation is my favourite album, yeah? There's a song on there called Drug and Hot Girls, which is one of the worst songs in existence. Yeah. yeah? In existence. <laughs> not even on, not from Kanye West, in existence. One of yeah. the worst songs in existence. I still, ha- I still have that song because I had to buy the whole album. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. If, that, if, the, if that was today and that was the second song on Kanye West's new album, I'm not listening to the rest. <laughs> because I guess in that era, someone could have bought your album, listened to the first two songs, thought, oh, I don't like this, and then not it, listen to it again, even though they've paid you. They've already paid me. But now you kind of have to make it where the yeah. whole thing keeps or people's attention. Another, another way to look at that as well is they listened to the first song, didn't like it, but they bought it. So they listen to the rest. So I mean, and it's a CD. They, it's in their car. It's in their house. So they're with that for the day. They haven't got another CD. Yeah. And then they might like track six, seven, and thirteen. Yeah. Oh, alright, cool. It weren't that bad. And then you just like it, or yeah. you just end up, alright, cool. So, but because it's more commitment, I have it here. It is. Do you know mm. what I mean? Before now, it's like ah, oh, don't like that. You gave me the project like a couple of days ago, and I've mm. listened to it a few times. But there's stuff Sick. that is already like. That already sticks, sick. even after oh. a couple of listens, because oh, that's it's sick. so clear and it's like. But well, I struggled with that before. I was, I was like, my delivery, like li- literal physical delivery of how I was spitting lyrics, was very complicated, and I was t- trying to talk to the MC, be the most. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I guess obviously, like you're a writer as well, yeah. So I guess like you know when you're trying to like write, I don't know, sometimes you just try to write to impress your peers. I say the most, yo, yeah, yeah. I say all even the references you're making, like all the things I was saying before was like, unless you very knew me or you lived the exact same life as me, you wouldn't even know what I was talking about. Yeah. So that's why I always big up someone like Skepta or Jamie, who could make things clear to everyone. Yeah. That's why I feel like Skepta's doing sick because, I've, like I said, a, a dot in New York can understand him and his his references and his cadence and his tone. Whereas if you used to take someone like Gets, they would be confused. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, what? yeah. What? What's he talking about? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? You know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to be, <laughs> that sounds mad, I'm trying to be more like Skepta. As in, and I think I'm getting that, getting closer to that. Yeah. Like, as in, like you said, you're listening to it now and you can understand what I'm saying. You, no, not like, not like literally understand what I'm saying. Like, you understand what I'm, the topics, the, the, the theme, yeah. the, the mood I'm going for. Yeah. Rather than before, I'll just be trying to say the cleverest lyric. Yeah, yeah. I mean? But there's a good balance because it's yeah, like there's stuff in there where I feel like I need to listen to it more to get deeper, to understand it. Mm. It's not like just super simplistic. Like, no, no, no. Where no. like you get everything off the first listen, but no, there's no, a that, good that, level of like... I, I want to make sure there's replay value in everything. Exactly. Because again, uh, when I go back to my favourite albums, right, I listened to blueprint 2 the other day even though I think that album's rubbish but I listen to like some of the old Jay-Z stuff and it's stuff I know now because I just know I listen to watch interviews and know who these the certain characters yeah. are I listen I said oh wow is that what I was talking about and obviously he's American so there's things I didn't understand in reference like yeah yeah like I remember old Dipset song and Cameron says ash kash bagash golly is gully look at his galoshes I said, I thought he was just talking like Dutch or something. Then I went to buy it and there was a shop called Oshkosh Pagosh. Yeah, yeah. And I said, oh my God, look, look at that. You know what I'm saying? You just understand references. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The more you grow, I'll say, I want to be like that. So when you listen to it again, or after we spoke now, you can hear something and be like, oh, that's what you was talking about. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Jay-Z is a great example of that because he's like, his music does often sound pretty simple, but then when you like, 
look into it he's actually saying three things with that one really simple bar that you kind of missed out on (laughs) triple on Tarja don't even ask me how (laughs) but yeah it's true but because I think we miss out on that so much I miss out on that in terms of listening when I listen to like like Wiley or Kano or Dizzy because I understand it all Mm. do you know what I mean like not understand it all but the references I understand what you're talking about there so when I I show my little cousins like boy in the corner you don't understand why it's so sick. Mm. You're not getting the feeling. You can't because you don't understand what where Deja was, or you don't understand that ref that God's gift reference he made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying so. That, that yeah. yeah. That's that was something always interesting for me because growing up in like growing up in Newcastle, the grime that yeah. I would get would be like it would be Boy in the Corner. Yeah. It would be like Kano's album or whatever. I wasn't hearing the radio sets and stuff like that. So I was getting grime in album form. Oh, yeah. So how, okay, yeah. So boom. So how did you feel? Not for, how, did, how did you understand what they were talking about? Obviously, you understand the words and you understand. So for the me, flow. it was just like rap music. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it's the way that I was, the way that I got it and consumed it was exactly the same as the way that I would consume rap music. But and it's not till later. Yeah. So it's the same as like, it's the same as like with I, rap music where like, you know, there might be some mad sports references in a song yeah, that you, yeah, that you yeah. don't really get. Like you well, you, you might know who some of the bigger Well, players not really. Are, I know whatever. exactly what you mean. When I listen to Jay-Z, you talk about Marcy Projects and Brooklyn. Yeah. That's, where is that from? And like, then you hear talking about Harlem or Atlanta, but they, this could all be even two miles radius to me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I didn't understand. Do you know what I mean? But you understand. Yeah. That's sick. I never thought, yeah. You, obviously, one of the things w- with you is like the that I think people will respect is like the independence. It's just you alone. Do you what? Do you think? I know that you've talked about the disadvantages I'll of it, right? I'll be selling drugs very soon. Okay. But what are the advantages? Because I feel like there's definitely oh. advantages to being like everything is your vision and the advantages are you just don't have to confirm anyone, and then when it goes well, you're like, haha, look what I did. <laughs> no, it's more like you don't have to have the conversation. When I see people that signed or what investment is you just have to explain yourself a lot yeah but what i'm understanding now well, to a certain level that is good because it, like it's like when uh uh you have to explaining yourself you just kind of like sometimes making sure you know what you're doing because sometimes if you ask me why the, like, okay you're asking me questions about outbursts and outsiders if you ask me why was this like this or how come you've done that video then there's no reason mm. you know what i mean but if I had someone I had to answer to, like or quit, or confer with, maybe there'd be more of a plan. Like this time around, like I've got more of a plan. Right. I guess I'd be like, all right, why am I doing that then? Should I do that different? Rare, rare. Like I'm saying, rather than just going off a feeling. So do it by yourself is sick because you can just go off a feeling. I can wake up tomorrow and say, I want to release the new one with uh, Murkish Dave and it's going to come out on yeah. Wednesday. Cool. But then someone else, if I had like an investment or a label, would be like, all right, maybe you should put it out on next Friday because it would give us time to build up a campaign and rare it. Because like I said, if, if I put it out on like, let's say Wednesday and it don't do well, I don't even know why it hasn't done well. Yeah. But if it does do well, I still don't know why it does well. You know what I'm saying? So you don't gain no information. Yeah. You're just going off a feeling. Sometimes having someone to answer to, even if it's like your bridge, like you like manage you, or you just go back and forth with, it's good because you're saying you want to do this, and they're asking you why. Yeah, and you got oh, why do I want to do this? And you got to back up. Even if you still go with what you said, you got to have more of an understanding of what you're doing. So it's like up up to now, it's been sick just doing it by myself. Like, even though it's stressful at times, but it's sick because I, I'm just going off feeding. But now I'm understanding. 
that uh, people are listening, brother. I need to be, I need to move smarter and not hard, work harder. Work yeah. smarter, not harder. Work harder. So I don't know, man. I'm taking a bit more time to understand the things rather than just go off. Ah, fuck it. Let's just do it. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. One of the things that that I always think is really good about the stuff that you do is like, you know, like if you had like unlimited budget, sometimes what you do becomes less creative Truck though, course. because it's just like, oh, we'll, we'll put like all these billboards up and we'll do this yeah, and we'll just know, hammer it into people. Yeah. Whereas you've had to be a bit smarter about that because you're dealing with realistic budgets and what yeah. you can do. So some, in some ways, I think that's forced you to be more creative. Of course, everyone. Knows. It's like when you're poor, fam, you, you, have, to make, you have to make sure that you're, you look good. So what do you do? You like, that's what I say. That's where all this thing comes from. Like, um, like when we're poor, we take care of our stuff we have. That's mm. what, that sounds dumb. This is extreme. But you know, man, the, people get killed over someone stepping on your shoe. That's all you have. Mm. I'm saying, so someone stepping on your shoe, ruining your new shoes or your shoes that you love, you paid whatever for and you haven't got no money. It's a disrespect. You're taking it like that. You have to always try and make it, to make the most of everything you have. Yeah. I mean, so that's why when you go around like ends and there's, bare rock people their mum and dad ain't got nothing they ain't got nothing but they look good you know what I'm saying they finally think oh how comes you you got stony on and you got you know what I'm saying they just make sure they, they make it look good so the same with the budget thing like when I'm when I'm making projects I haven't got bare after this, I haven't got bare money to say oh just do this and do that we got a gorilla do everything you just gotta just try and make it happen mm. best I can but obviously that so that way now if I get a budget I know what things cost yeah. Real t- like man can't tell me the video on GRM like with just in front of the block cost four bags. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You can't tell me like, oh, if I pay a PR a radio plug and he tells me, Oh, I've just got it on DJ Target show, man, I gotta play, here's glam a thousand pounds. That does not cost a thousand pounds. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's better it's better to do a lot yourself so you can understand so you can just understand what when you're being bumped. So you can put your resources in better places. Yeah. So if I get if I get ten bags for this this project, I would spend it a lot better now than if I'd got it when I done outburst. Yeah, because I might have spent six bags on a video, one video yeah. that would have lasted. People watch a video once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. F- three, four times maybe. You know what I mean, so why am I spending the like sixty percent of my budget on one video? Yeah, doesn't make sense. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean, but I would have before because I just didn't understand <clears throat> how things worked. So yeah. you could have come up to me and told me, like, you could be your manager and say, yo, I take 60%. I don't even know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's all about, like, not having the stuff helps you understand stuff when you do get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And do you think, obviously, like, it helps you prioritise as well, like, what yeah. what's important for the project? And- yeah, of course. Like, I've got 16 tunes on this. I'm not going to have a project uh, video for every song. Yeah. I'm going to have a video for the song that's going to radio that I want to try and make it. Like, I feel like it's the most the broadest song you know what I mean yeah. and obviously I could do videos for other ones but like I'll scale them back I'm gonna spend I can make a lot of money on merch yeah. so I'll spend money on merch on shows I'll I'll spend money on promoting a show or things you know what I'm saying yeah. the things that make things don't put me I'm not put, I'm not doing a video like Mist in Dubai yeah, yeah, yeah. jumping from a helicopter because that's not where my, my audience is yeah. you know what I mean like so his audience, obviously, he comes from, he's got jewels, he's got things. So it's, he's good to look at. I need to spend money on the experience yeah, rather than the look. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I need to be in touch with them. So it's sick. Like, obviously, yeah. Not, like, okay, Stormzy's video is sick video. Do you know what I'm saying? People got to talk about it all the time. But obviously, he can do that. I'm, gonna say, I'm not going to spend my money on making a sick, super sick video like that. 
because majority of people that listen to my music are gonna watch the video once and go stream it more. So yeah. like even the uh, Fino one's got the same amount of streams as as it views on video. Right. And influencer has got fifteen K views and hundred and fifty thousand streams. Right. So they're not really going to look at me. I'm not that paying. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They're listening. Yeah. yeah and yeah. they're buying that. Like, so again, I've got I don't know, like let's say fifteen thousand followers on Instagram. Yeah. But I can sell 150 shirts. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I understand the the thing rather than spending money on like okay, so I can spend the the four six bills on buying t shirts to sell, which should make me some money, or spend six bills on a Fendi jumper and take a picture of it. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? To for the six bills for the video for the one scene in the video where someone might comment oh that bit jumper's hard yeah yeah you know what I'm saying nah I'm not gonna do that I'll, yeah. I'll get a black tracksuit and spend no money on merch yeah I mean merch is, was one of the things I wanted to speak about as mm. well as like so to start off when did you get into streetwear when did that become something that you were kind of conscious of oh, and interested in all the time from young from like right. early like, when I, like I said mama's broke so like I never had like TNs and Air Maxes that was like that was not luxury. I don't know what the right word is. That yeah, that was the height of luxury. Fam. Like, that's that is the most. I didn't know what Gucci was. I didn't know what Louis. All that, all this stupid stuff. Air Max. If you had Air Max, you're rich. Yeah. Avrex, you're rich. You know what I'm saying? Machino, rich. Obviously, Machino's high, high end, but obviously that's from like heartless and garage days. Yeah, but when yeah, it was yeah. arting, if you had TNs, Air Max, and you had an Avrex, and you had just the night tracks you're rich bro to me right do you know what I mean so I was just obsessed with it from then and then the more I got into it like you know like Stussy and Supreme and Palace and we're all skate brands and all that jazz I, I, was yeah, really, yeah. I, I really like skateboarding like skateboard culture a lot yeah when I was younger but I just couldn't skateboard once I fell off I said nah I fell off once and I said again you I just stick just, to playing Tony Hawk's instead no, I did, that's why I used to yeah do. I used to love playing Tony Hawk's but I used to just buy the magazines I used to buy like Spitfire wheels and yeah, things yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. but I couldn't skateboard I was just shook to be fair so I like all them type of things there like um, I just see how they dressed and you know what I'm saying I just always like streetwear always mm. it was always a thing like I, I was never into like the high end type vibes it's not really my thing yeah because I like clothes so much I need it to be cheaper yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I always say this, like, I don't have it. Well, we're not, I'm not really wearing anything, but I, I don't really have expensive clothes. Mm. I have a few pieces, and then I spend money on trainers a bit. I spend money on trainers, but I mean, I don't, because I like switching up my clothes so much. I don't like spending a lot of money on them. Yeah. So I'll, I'll spend a certain amount, and then it'll I feel nice, then I put it away. Because if you spend, like I said, £600 on a Fendi jumper, you're going to have to wear that a few times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or oh, that's your statement piece. I'd rather go weekday or go supreme or even though that's expensive now but palace or get a whatever jumper and make it a thing yeah and then all right i can just discard that after a couple of months and because you know what i'm saying but yeah yeah i love streetwear man proper and how did that how did you adapt that into helping you as an artist because that's how i dress so like i said i'll just i would see uh a trend or a style i like and just make it into my merch yeah that's what i'm saying oh i have an idea like and that's it i'm saying and then we just sell it how what i'd like basically yeah that's it it's, it's not even deeper than that it's more about it's how i dress it's what i like it's my idea or this is my interpretation of it do you like it too yeah because <laughs> you know I, mean? I feel like there's like a movement that is 
especially prevalent in the US where like the music merch is almost overtaking the streetwear or it's like on a level with the streetwear. You know why? Because their budget, like I said, that's like someone like Travis, obviously Kanye started it all in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone like Travis, he can come up with the idea, the whole idea and have it. That's what I like. Again, my things will scale back. So I want to have a t-shirt of a front print, a, bra- a back print and an embroidery on the arm. I can't afford to do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But he can. And it's cooler than just having, especially in America, like, that sounds dumb, like, they, I, I feel like they don't really have, let's get some clothes, fashion. Right. I mean, like, they have, like, high fashion, that's why they overdo it and trip themselves in, like, like, if they go, I keep saying Fendi, I don't know why, if they go Fendi, they have everything top to bottom. Yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah. like that here. Mm. We have, we have a mixture, like, you, even when you go Harrods, yeah, if, if you go Kensington High Street now, you'll see them in a... You might see a girl, woman in a top shop trousers with some Chanel trainers, with a Goyard bag, with a H&M top. Yeah. So I'm saying like our thing is more. Yeah, that, yeah, it, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like America's they have a broke or yeah. they're not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So the merch is cooler. It's something you could get. It's obtainable. It's exclusive. That's more exciting. Yeah. Then it's, it's, it's more affordable than like defending that, but it's more exciting than mm-hmm. the what they call wife beaters yeah yeah, yeah. arting is arting's changing london's fast bro yeah yeah. i'm saying like london's fast our style is changing a lot arting's coming that's fashion's coming in and out yeah yeah. literally within months it's mad so just just pay more attention yeah over here in terms of merch and clothing and all that but i feel like you have embraced that same kind of like ethos in terms of like you know you go to a Travis Scott show or a Kendrick Lamar show mm. or whatever, and people are like queuing for that merch. Like mm. it's, the, the merch is a big part of mm. of the show, and it's also like exclusive to like whatever show it is or whatever like See, I learned, tour I, it is. Sorry to cut you. I learned that off Asteroid Boys. Yeah. So when I first started doing tour of Asteroid Boys, their their fans would rush to the merch thing, but I realized punk bands and things that I've been doing this for years. Yeah. That's all it is. Just copy like hip hop, copy that. Really, punk bands be fierce. So like that's why like. Uh, what they call like Led Zeppelin and all these man there I didn't understand so obviously we, we go H&M and it says Led Zeppelin or it, there's loads of like ACDC ones yeah, and things yeah, like that yeah. Rolling Stones they're yeah. like but, but to me they're just t-shirts but yeah. now I realise they're copies of merch that thing but yeah. obviously that represented the time and it showed all it is it shows you that you know this this is it's us and it's like a sign so if I see you in a if I see you in a um, outside this top you're like oh yeah you know about this thing there. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Or especially if it's older. Like, oh yeah, you know about that that from them. You know what I'm saying? It just it's like a figure. Like say that's that's what streetwear is too. Yeah. Because you streetwear usually isn't very like okay, when you wear like luxury brands, it says I keep don't know why I keep saying Fendi. Fuck it. Louis. <laughs> if it says Louis Vuitton on it, you know he paid a lot of money for it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's it. So if I see you in some Supreme Dunks from 2007, you had to know. Yeah, what they are to why they're a thing. They don't say best stuff on them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just the look. Um, I got a supreme bag, but I say like says supreme on it. But like, if you have a supreme like what old palace top, oh, yeah, you knew about it from then. Yeah, you know I'm saying that's what the same with the merch. You know what I mean, so the that like, why I say is to say ethos as them man is because it gives people something to to have. Yeah, the music's free. Yeah, we don't have to like the music. The music's free. It's disposable. But here's everything. Come to the show, wear the clothes. Let's be as a one, yeah. rather than listen to my song. Yeah, and it, listen to my next song. It makes it into like a movement, doesn't it? Yeah. And it also is like 
not not to make it in like a kind of shitty way but it's like it makes it advertising as well because people are going to go oh, of course. what's the t-shirt because the t-shirt looks cool and then that's going to put more people on of course more, a lot of people like my fear on one t-shirt or had a t-shirt like god save the queen's t-shirt or my first one i done okay was like hate me slow love my hate me slow t-shirt but like people buy it because they like the slogan yeah that was a hook of one of my songs yeah, but no one knew that. Not no one, but the majority of people that bought the t-shirts had no idea. Yeah, it said it just I just fashioned it in a way that it looked cool, and then that's it. But do you think part of this ethos that's important is it goes into the design because oh, it's not like got like your photo all over, nah, it, nah, and no, it's not that. like super like I've said like so. Me and Stevie, we I, I got to go check Stevie after we got to do the new match. You get me? I'm checking. Um, and this is Stevie Grimes. Yeah, we got Stevie yeah. Grimes. That's like that's that like he's our, um, our art director. Uh, Casablanca right now and he but he I've known Stevie for like 15 years even longer than that and he just hollered me on MySpace one day for design and we've just been working together since that's my that's like one of my best friends but so I, I'm not that good on Photoshop yet but this is like this is all he does and then so we just come up with the idea and like I said we're both into the same things so I never wanted it to say manga like, like that's not cool is it like you know what I'm saying I'm not like I said I'm not sexy my face is peng and I'm not the most popular and I'm not like I said, I know myself, ego. And it's not really for you to just big me up. You know what I'm saying? It's more you to like the t-shirt and feel that part of something. Do you know what I mean? Rather than be, like I said, it's more understated. Like if you go to like a Supreme top, like and it says, some people, there's a Supreme top, old one, that's got like dipset on it. Yeah. And it just says a signature. Yeah. Some people, I think that's from H&M. Yeah. That's yeah, like yeah. a exclusive, not exclusive, but a limited Supreme top. It don't yeah. say Supreme all over it. Even though they do do that because now because they got a range. Yeah. But I mean, it's not like, oh yeah, look at that. Look at me. Look what I'm wearing. It's more about, oh yeah, if you know, this is a thing. Yeah. You know I mean, same with the merch. I don't want it to say manga or manga's fan or uh, the manginis <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? It's more like, oh, that t-shirt's hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then move from there. So the design is very key to about, about what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not just like, it's not it's not like a billboard you're not a billboard but it's more subtle than that yeah and how do you then go to establish the right price point because you obviously need to be able to make some money but just just make it as cheap as possible yeah literally like I said it's more it's more to not say more to get it out there I want to make money because that's how I make most of my money is on merch is I I don't know man just in line of what I'm saying everything what I'm saying is that I was you that didn't know who I was trying to find out who I am not, I'm not in the gutter, but I'm not up. So it all has to, it all has to. It all ties back has into to tie who in. you So are. I'm not going to charge you sixty pound for the t-shirt or yeah. eight, but like, but people that support me haven't got that type of money. Yeah, do you know what I mean, but they can, they can spare thirty pound or twenty pound or I say as long as I can make some money off it, I'm calm. Yeah. So it's more about expanding it rather than taxing the people who are already in it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. I don't want to be like. Oh, you like me, yeah? All right, cool. So here's the t- uh, uh, ticket to the show is uh, £40, yeah? And the merch is at £60. And I'm saying I'm trying to drain the 100 people that like it yeah. rather than look after the 100 people that like it and hopefully no time with people. I know you've had like different day jobs and stuff. At what point were you able to be like, I can live off my art and my creativity? I don't know, man. I'm still waiting. Right. <laughs> No, I'm joking. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's just through necessity. Like, like I said, to be fair, the main thing is that I just haven't. I don't have no kids. I know dependents, so I can live off zero. 
Yeah. Basically, I can pay my rent, council flat. So if if I need to say I'm super broke and uh, what's the thing called when you sign on and all that jazz, yeah, all that I just do that. Right. For now, you know what I'm yeah, saying yeah, like, yeah. obviously I don't do that. Luckily, I do all right. I, I sell merch. I, I do shows with Target. I do shows, a couple shows. So I just get to be by. I mean, but that's it. I haven't really made no real money to mm. be honest. I've never made like an X amount of money, but I get by to do what I'm doing. But it's mainly because I don't have no one. I ain't got to pay for no one apart from me. Mm-hmm. And I've got like family around me. I've got bridges. If I'm hungry, I can go to my brother's house and pretend like I'm just visiting him. Or go to my mom's or go to my sister's. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how it is really. But it wasn't really a time. To be fair, I'm dumb because the times when I had a job, like I worked at Carford Warehouse, I've worked in Mothercare. I've done bare stuff over time. But not for that long. But like, I should have been stacking and then using that money to, but I wasn't. The times I've made the most money from music is when I only have to do music. Yeah. Like what I had to do, like, yo, I have to make this work. Yeah. When yeah, I had yeah. a job, I, was, I was, wasn't making that much. Right. Music, I was just like, oh, well, I get my little three bills a month. It's weird. I think it's mad because I, I, I didn't make that much money at any job. Yeah. Cause I wasn't even there a lot. I don't know what I was doing. I was a waste man, you know. And then I'll be, <laughs> like, so when I work in Carpenter Warehouse, I think I'd get like six bills a month, which, doesn't make sense. Like, I can make like, well, I make, sometimes I don't make six bills a month. Like, sometimes I do, but I mean, but doing music. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. why wasn't I using that six bills a month and doing the same stuff I'm doing now that I could make a, a grand too? But yeah. I don't know, bruv. I was moving mad to town there. I'm not, I wasn't very smart yeah. at all. Because you got a song on the album about like how you have to reinvest all your money back into music and how Smart. long it all is and all of that. And I just wondered like for people listening who are creatives and maybe have a day job and stuff, what advice would you give them on when to take that jump into just like getting rid of the day job and just doing that? When it just, when it's too much, like when you realise, yo, I'm missing out on more stuff being at my job than not being at my job. But you can all like, it's not sexy, but you're gonna have to do both. You're gonna have to, like, do it both. Do both to a point where you're exhausted and see which one's worth your time more mm. right now. Because even though you might want to do the job, it might not make sense. Like, like I said, if I never, if I could, if I never done shows, okay, Target, I do shows, I host shows at Target. Yeah, if I never had them shows over the year, I could have done this. But I, I obviously, that's not me doing my thing. That's just like if you haven't got the money to do what you want to do, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, so there's no point you quitting your job and you want to make t-shirts, but you haven't even got the money to make the t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. And you know, say even one like, couple runs of the t-shirt or whatever, or build, pay for the website or whatever. So if that's your plan to do that, to make the jump and say, yeah, I'm going to do this, plan it. Yeah. Plan it and say, all right, I need X amount of money. I need, I don't know, I need seven bags to last me four months to do this, that, and the third. Save up for your centre-backs. What's been the most difficult thing that you've had to overcome over your music career? Just understanding who I am. Right. Really. That's, I don't, I, like I said, I don't think there's that. And get, getting out of my own way is the main thing. Like, things I thought was people were stopping me or uh, it was just me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And me not, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I've said before, like, when I was complaining the most, I was doing the least work. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, no, this isn't happening. And I realised, was I even working towards it? Did I plan any of this? Did I put any of the stuff in place for this to even happen? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, <laughs> I I always say this in every, well, not every interview, but 
Oh, one time I was complaining to Logan about don't make money for music, yeah. And then he said, what, do you sell music? I said, oh, no. Nah. I said, so how can you make money for something? You know, we charge you money for it. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. never forget that. It's yeah. true. Because I was, comp- well, them type that was years ago, but like, I was complaining. That's when everyone was doing like promos and mix free mixtapes. I don't even sell music. How can I make money from it? Yeah. It's dumb. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So I'm saying, it doesn't make sense. So when I'm saying I wasn't getting shows, have I got a booking email? I haven't got an agent, yeah? But create a booking email. So if someone wants to book you for a show, there's a, there's somewhere to contact you. Obviously, it's not as good as an agent who's actively out there looking for you. But you have to make yourself available, bro. You know what I mean? You have to make yourself, make it easier for these things to get to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get out of your own way. What are you most proud of about what you've achieved so far? Um, in fact, I'm still here. I'm still here and I make music that some people really love. Like, they really love it. I was never the, at the inting. I'm still not the inting. But people love this thing, bruv. Like, some people, like, love it. So, that's I'm proud of that. Like, people got it tattooed on them. People that spent their hard-earned money to buy t-shirts, merch, shows, all that. You're like, oh, bruv, whoa. Actually, give a shit. That's sick. That's quite proud. And lastly, what does success look like to you? Uh, peace. Just being peaceful, man. Like, I can just have, not have everything, but, like, be here and there's no stress or small stresses just being peaceful like have my people around me have to make some money have a future bro that's it you know what I mean that's it that's success thank you for listening to Making Conversation with Grant Bryden featuring Manga Saint Hilaire if you like this episode then please be sure to rate comment and subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts you can find Manga at Manga St. Hilaire on socials and listen to his music on streaming services while we await the new project Make It Out Alive. You can find me on social media at Grant Bryden. Thank you to Kiki, where this series of Making Conversation was recorded.